welcome to a special episode of Offended, presented by the Anything But Credible Network. It's your boy, Tricky, alongside Katie Katie Naked Lady. What's up, bitches? And today we're here for a short episode. We weren't even going to have an episode this week, but I just feels wrong if we didn't do an episode and this is all dedicated to the phenom the prince of darkness the lord of darkness i should say prince of darkness is nazi Oswald. the lord of darkness the phenom the dead man the undertaker rest in peace is that good I did my best. Um, do you think that you could pull off like a Vince McMahon Undertaker? The Undertaker! No, probably not. You want to give it a shot? The Undertaker! It actually wasn't that bad. Well, yeah, maybe. <laughs> Great. I sound like Vince McMahon. It's not a fucking compliment. I sound like Vince. So annoying. But yeah, we're here this... Little special short tribute uh, episode here on Offended for the Dead Man, The Undertaker, as he celebrated his 30th anniversary as The Undertaker this past Sunday at Survivor Series. 30 years to the day where he debuted, actually. That's insane. At the Survivor Series pay-per-view, too. That's insane. That's a long career as Mm -hmm. one, one person. And in his, the following year, after his first year, he won the WWE Championship. At the Survivor Series pay-per-view from Hulk Hogan. I mean, I feel like he just had like a, I want to say expedited career from the start. Is that is that the right word? Like he got a lot of shit from the start and then just kept the momentum going. Like he's not one that like started in WWE and kind of like fell off the wagon and then came back. Mm-hmm. Like he was like pushed. Yeah, he was from pushed day one. Right from the start. Yeah. yeah. So he was such like a large human who can move around and do like agile like right right it was unheard of at the time but um but yeah in 1990 the undertaker debuted and uh what a debut it was right that um apparently that was roddy piper's like genuine reaction oh really yeah oh that's pretty cool he was just so like, he didn't even know the size of him he didn't know who was coming uh, out or apparently i forget i've heard the story before i forget why but apparently i think piper i think met him before but didn't realize that he was gonna be the undertaker mm. that night like he knew him but like i don't think he realized that's who it was gonna be Okay. And he was like, oh, it's him, so I'm going to build him up. Like, Well, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, it's weird. 30 years. I mean, the Undertaker character was 
like created a month before I was born. So the Undertaker has been in my life for my entire life. The most consistent thing in your life has been the Undertaker. It has been. <laughs> it's weird, I'm just man. Joking. It's weird. Like last night watching that, like smoked maybe a doobie last night and watched Survivor Series. I was just going to veg out and just watch the show. I ended up getting like really bad anxiety and i thought it was because we had like an inspection on the house today for because katie and i are moving so i thought i was having anxiety about moving i come to the realization this morning that my anxiety was gone the minute the show ended i realized i had anxiety because i was not ready to watch the undertaker say his like final farewell basically and then you watched it twice because you had to show me yeah, and I watched it twice, and it was just like, ugh. I'm still not ready. I don't want it. It's weird. Like, Stoutsy and I were texting each other today. It's weird that we now live in a world where the Undertaker's character is done. It's over. It's the end of an era. It's weird. It's just fucking weird. And I knew it was coming, but, like, like you said before, um, you said today that, like, no matter... If the Undertaker put on a shitty match or not, no matter how old he is, everyone was still like, we don't care because it's the Undertaker. Like, you've shown me older videos or, you know, we'll be watching some 24 or something and the Undertaker has like a, I'm like, man, the Undertaker looks a little out of shape. He looks a little old or that was, that was kind of scary. And it's like, every time I say anything like, slightly negative about the undertaker and i like the undertaker i'm like wow he looks a little oh there or like oh that looked like it was a little rough you're like but it's the undertaker and like that's the reaction like i've shit on the graveyard match not because boneyard match boneyard match i've shit on it because of the video production quality and it could have been so much better but that's not on the undertaker at all like Mm -hmm. but everybody else who i've talked to about the boneyard match they're like pretty much shut the fuck up it's the undertaker mm-hmm. and so i just made the comment today like it's kind of cool like you know you've built a fantastic career when you can have a shitty match or something doesn't go perfectly or you could be out of shape a little bit and people are still like shut the fuck up it's the undertaker right like so. his, his match against roman reigns at wrestlemania a few years ago was he even openly admits now the undertaker he's like i should not have been in there like my hip was horrible as he said on the Brothers of Destruction documentary I watched last night, he looks like Fat Elvis, is what he says. Oh. <laughs> he just looked like he was hurting. Yeah. You know, most of the time he just looks like he's actually You can hurting. tell in that match, like, he's not 100% there. And, like, I don't know if that was the fact, because that was supposed to be his last match. And it, it just went so poorly. He's like, I can't end my career on that. I can't. Right. And, like, the the whole ending of that WrestleMania was him, like, taking off his hat and, like, setting it down in the middle of the ring and, like... Leaving it and... And, like, raising his arm up, but also, like, slowly this stage, like, brings him back down. Like, to hell, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, that was supposed to be the end. It wasn't. And I'm kind of happy it wasn't, because I think we got some cool, memorable things, like, after that. We got... Uh, like even like his little two minute match with Cena at next at the following year's WrestleMania was awesome. Like just that little thing uh, was cool. Um, the Boneyard match, I enjoyed it. I liked it because it's like you said, it's the Undertaker. And it, to me, the reason I didn't like it is because I think it could have been so much cooler. Mm-hmm. 
That's the only reason. And it's not anything to do with the wrestlers. It was like the film shots or like mm. the ideas behind it. Um, last So last night, I thought it was cool. It was a cool tribute. It was um, – I didn't understand why they brought out all those wrestlers and then just have them like disappear after the video package for The Undertaker. Yeah, it was kind of dumb. It's like why would you bring out 12 different people if you weren't even going to like keep them around the ring to like – congratulate him on his 30-year career to put him in the coffin or something right that would have been kind of cool to really put him in the coffin or i don't know just it could have been i I do think it's funny that they all played a rib on kane and they all kane thought that everybody was going to be in costume with him full gear yeah and he was not (laughs) uh vince looks old he does look old but he i mean he looks young for his age Mm -hmm. honestly he got a lot of work done you can tell Mm -hmm. um Vince couldn't, could barely hold it together. I don't think The Undertaker could barely hold no, it together. No, yeah, The Undertaker definitely couldn't hold it together. He had to stop like a couple times when he was giving his speech, his promo. And I just thought it was a unique and cool way of um, like The Undertaker saying, like, it's time for the character of The Undertaker to rest in peace. Like, he's not saying himself. He's like, the character is done. Like, it's over. It's crazy. It's so weird. And I really like what Vince said uh, when he was like, um, what do you, how, do you, how do you say it? Like he people, said something like, the Undertaker will, like the, people will live on for forever. He's like, stuff dies and fades away. But he's like, I don't believe that because the Undertaker's legacy will live on forever. Which is true. Yeah. Which is so cool to think about because like, in wrestling, like Hogan's gonna live on forever, Stone Cold's gonna live on forever. The Undertaker will definitely live on forever. Do you think the Undertaker is more popular, or the idea of him is more popular than Stone Cold and Hogan? No, I think Stone Cold. I don't think anybody tops Stone Cold. Stone Cold's like the tip of the iceberg, and I think Hogan is a close second. I think Undertaker's right. What about there, like though. Ric Flair, though. Oh, I think he's bigger than Flair okay. for sure. Just, just wondering mm-hmm. on the wrestling world. I for me. If you're talking about like character wise and like how over they are with the crowd and the audience, I think Stone Cold and Hogan are one and two. And I think it's a toss up between Undertaker and probably it's probably just Undertaker. Probably the Undertaker. I was gonna say the Rock, but the Rock's just on he's Hollywood. Like Yeah, he he didn't finish his career right. with wrestling. Um I think you can add like there's certain wrestlers, like, when they come out, they have this aura around them that's, like, you're just in awe every single time they come out. They're like, holy shit. Like, they could have the shittiest, like we said, he could have the shittiest match in the world, but because you're watching them walk to the ring, it's just like, oh, my God, it's them. And for me, it's, like, Stone Cold, Hogan, Undertaker, and even you can throw in Jericho now, I feel like, too. Yeah. Like, every time Jericho comes out, you're like, let's hear that song. Let's <laughs> sing along. Well, and we you were watching something about The Undertaker, was it today or yesterday, where he was, like, flying over the top rope. And I'm mm-hmm. like, I didn't know The Undertaker could fly. And you're like, oh, yeah, he used to do crazy shit all the time. Mm-hmm. Undertaker was awesome. I was like, man, he can move. It's weird. It was weird how, like, emotional I got over him. Like, thinking about it, even today, I was, like, getting emotional thinking about it. I'm like... This is so strange. And I guess this, the more I think about it, it's just for 30, like I said, for 30 years, 
Like he has been my part. He's been a major part of an escape for me from reality. Like if you really think about it, he has been on almost every episode of Raw and like SmackDown. Yeah. It's just weird. And for WWE, we don't really watch most, most WWE stuff anymore. But whenever The Undertaker was on, I would go and watch whatever he did in the like recent two years or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's just weird. Um, yeah. Do you have anything to add? Oh, and one more thing. Uh, last night, I thought it was a really cool touch how they did the Paul Bear hologram for him. I thought that was cool. Yeah, it was, it was a, a good... really class. That was a very classy touch by WWE. I thought. Yeah, I thought so too, for sure. Um, do you have anything to add from like last night or about his career? We're gonna count down. I'm gonna speed through like my top ten favorite uh, moments here in a minute. But uh, do you have anything? No, but I am uh kind of happy he's got an official TikTok now. So if you haven't checked that out, go go ahead and do it. It's funny. <laughs> it was pretty funny. So, but yeah. Um, so. Before we get into the top 10 Undertaker moments, I am going to play a song uh, right now, and it was his theme song from WrestleMania, uh, I want to say it was WrestleMania 27, maybe, when he wrestled Triple H, the second time he wrestled Triple H, and it's Johnny Cash, Ain't No Grave, and it's just the perfect song for The Undertaker, and I actually think it's should still be his theme song probably or the song that we came into the podcast with is my favorite version of the undertaker's like theme song like the rock Mm -hmm. version Mm -hmm. that should be his theme song but if he could pick like a real song it should be ain't no grave i'm gonna play it for you now and then we're gonna get into the top 10 undertaker moments by tricky there ain't no grave can hold my body down There ain't no grave Can hold my body down When I hear that trumpet sound I'm gonna rise right out of the ground Ain't no grave Can hold my body down Well look way down the river And what do you think I see I see a band of angels And they're coming after me Ain't no grave Can hold my body down There ain't no grave Can hold my body down Well, look down yonder, Gabriel Put your feet on the land and see But Gabriel, don't you blow your trumpet Till you hear from me There ain't no grave can hold my body down Ain't no grave can hold my body down meet me meet me in the middle of the air and if these wings don't fail me I will meet you anywhere ain't no grave can hold my body down 
There ain't no grave can hold my body down Well, meet me, mother and father Meet me down the river road And mama, you know that I'll be there When I check in, my lord Ain't no grave can hold my body down There ain't no grave can hold my body down There ain't no grave can hold my body down Johnny Cash song is so awesome. It is. I, I agree with you that that should be his. Mm-hmm. They should have paid the money for him to use that song. Uh, yeah, <laughs> they definitely should have. Just pay the money for the rights. Mm-hmm. So, let's now get into my top ten favorite Undertaker uh, moments. Um, do you have a certain favorite moment off the top of your head? If you do, save it. I'll think about it. All right. All right, here we go. At number 10, I have The Undertaker ascending to the heavens as he will be reborn with the spirit that The Undertaker will not rest in peace. From the Royal Rumble 1994, we just watched, I just showed you that, that extremely creepy. I think that's Mm -hmm. the creepiest Undertaker thing that they've ever done, personally. And I think it's because it was so early in the 90s that, like, stuff like that hadn't, like, happened yeah they hadn't really opened that can of worms yet and i thought it was very well done how they did it yeah and like how they did like the camera in the casket and like everything i thought that was cool that's my number 10 number nine i'm gonna go with a match here i'm gonna go with the undertaker versus kurt angle for the world heavyweight championship at no way out 2003 this match does not get talked about enough like this is the most underrated Undertaker and Kurt Angle match, in my opinion, of all time. This might be the most underrated match of all time in, really? pe- in general. Why yeah. is it so underrated? It's just so good. Nobody talks about it. Nobody talks about this match. This match is fucking awesome. I remember like watching it and being like, holy shit, this match is great. I've seen a few people bring it up on Twitter recently, and like people saying like how good this match is. And I'm like, I, I know, like... I've nobody been, I've been saying it. Nobody for years. says anything about it. Um, but I highly recommend checking that out. If you if nobody if you haven't seen that match, that's a that's one Undertaker and Kurt Angle match. Like you have to watch. Such a good match. Uh, at number eight, I have the Undertaker defeating Hulk Hogan for his first World Championship win. Uh, that's a time that happened in 1991 at the Survivor Series, and that time period was still like cartoony and you know people rooted for hogan all the time right Right. that 
pay-per-view, the crowd goes nuts when Undertaker wins. Really? It's, we- it's Yeah. It's like the first time that I can actually remember where the crowd cheers for the bad guy like that early on in the 90s. Like, because later on, it's like commonplace that the crowd cheers for the heels, you know? Right, because it's the Attitude Era. Right. This was, yeah, this is one of the first times when Taker beats him, the crowd's like, oh, what? And like, celebrates. All right. It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Uh, at number seven, I have The Undertaker versus Shawn Michaels 1 and 2 um, from WrestleMania 25 and 26. I mean, many consider that to be the first match. They, many consider that to be the greatest WrestleMania match of all time. And it's hard to argue that. Um, it's definitely up there. It's definitely in my top five. Like Because well, he was with Mr. WrestleMania. Well, yeah. But also the streaks on the line and all this stuff. Right. And aside from Kane, nobody else had kicked out of the tombstone before until Sean. Okay. So I thought that was a nice little touch. And then obviously the next year they wrestled again and it was for Sean's career or the streak. One was going to end. And Sean's ended. Yeah, and Sean's ended. Uh, it's just really good. I mean, can't top that. And a nice little segue into number six here. At number six, I'm going to go with his 2007 Royal Rumble win. Uh, this Royal, this is my all-time favorite Royal Rumble match, just for the sole fact of the Undertaker and Shawn ended up having like a match in itself. Like at the end, they were the final two people in the Royal Rumble, and they wrestled each other for like 15 minutes. That's insane with the Royal Rumble too. Yeah. They ended up having like a full blown wrestling match at the end. It's awesome. That and, sounds exhausting. <laughs> yeah. And it's, I was pulling for Sean to win. Obviously, I'm a big Sean Michaels mark, but Undertaker won. It worked out because it was slowly, you realize then at that 2007 Royal Rumble, you're like, oh, we need Undertaker versus Sean. Like, we need that match. Mm-hmm. That, I think that was totally the catalyst and the jumpstart for that, for sure. I think it might might blah, it may have been the following year actually now that I for think the about WrestleMania it. Yeah. okay um yeah Undertaker went on to the Royal Rumble to wrestle Batista for the World Heavyweight Championship and another match that's very underrated that a lot of people don't talk about that's an honorable mention of mine is the Undertaker versus Batista at WrestleMania 23 that match is really good too I really enjoy that match. That's that might be Batista's best match. I don't really feel like I hear a lot about Batista. You don't, and it's very strange too because he was—he's not a bad wrestler, but it's like when he came back, not this past time, the time before. Mm-hmm. I he got screwed because he should have never have won the Royal Rumble. He should have never have won the Royal Rumble that year. He got screwed immediately because the fans wanted—that was the year the fans were going nuts for Daniel Bryan. And they should have let Daniel Bryan yes. win it. Brian should have just won the Rumble. And unfortunately, that fucked over Batista. And Right. It was like they, a Roman Reigns situation. Yeah, and Exactly. Exactly. Because at the end of that Rumble, it came down to Roman and Batista, and the crowd was cheering for Roman. And that was before. Oh. That was when, when the crowd cheered for Roman. That's when WWE was like, light bulb, let's start pushing Roman. Because of that moment is why Roman got pushed so hard after that. Mm-hmm. Like, it's crazy. It's so funny to me because in Vince's little selfish brain, he's like, oh, you fans want to see Roman. Ha, ha, ha. Okay, let's push Roman now. It's like, no, we wanted Brian to win. We didn't want Batista to win. Like, that was the whole point. Right. If you would have put Batista in any other angle in that WrestleMania, the fans would have ate it up and loved it. 
That sucks. Yeah. Um, anyway, we got off topic. Uh, top five. Here we go. At number five, I have the Undertaker versus Randy Orton feud. That feud lasted for like a whole year in 2005, and it was awesome. It put Orton on the map, in my opinion. Orton was already on the map, but it just added another level. It just proved that Randy Orton can hang with the legends and like prove that he's a main event wrestler. Yeah. And if you guys haven't watched The Untold between The Undertaker and Randy Orton, highly recommend it. It's great. They talk about their entire feud and everything, and it's really good. Um, and also, we got that kick-ass Undertaker moment where he pops out of the fiery coffin with, like, it's the first time he had, like, a beard, like, a full beard, and he's just staring, like, at the ring. He's, that's the most badass I think he's ever looked. It's coming out of the burning coffin. Yeah. yeah. That was cool. Uh, at number four, I'm just going to say The Streak. The streak itself, it'll never happen again. Um, Twenty-one and zero, like tw- I mean, that's insane. Twenty-one years straight. I, th- I think Vince really screwed that shit up. Yeah, he should have like that's how he should have retired is on the twenty-one and one or something. That's what they talked about on that Undertake Brothers of Destruction uh, documentary. Kane was saying that the last match, his the one that should have broke it, should have been Roman. It should have been mm-hmm. Roman for him to beat it. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree with that. I think it should have been somebody like up and coming. What's funny is that it almost got broken several times before that. Uh, Kane was one. They switched the ending the day of, and Randy Orton was the other one from that year that they had that feud. I mean, and both of those would make sense, more sense than Brock Lesnar. Right, because it's helping the up and coming right. person. I personally, the more I think about it, I think Lesnar was the perfect person to break it, in my opinion. Um, because you need somebody who can take the heat, like too. Like, you have to understand, like breaking the streak, you're gonna be fucking hated for a while. And look at what happened to Roman when Roman beat Taker. Roman was booed out of the building for like a year straight, like no cheers for Roman at all. Like, you need somebody who was gonna who was gonna be a heel to do it. I'm not, and I'm not saying it shouldn't have been Brock Lesnar, but that should have been the Undertaker's last match. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm saying is like. Timing-wise, it should have been when he wanted to retire. But at the same time, did it work? Because we're still talking about it now. Yeah, I'm just OCD, so I just want things to end wrapped up in a nice little package. Um, WWE also botched the fact of they should have just turned Roman heel the next night on Raw. Because he didn't (laughs) say, the next night on Raw, Roman comes out and the crowd just boos him for 10 minutes straight. He doesn't say a single word for like 10 minutes. And the crowd just boos him. And the crowd starts chanting, fuck you, Roman, like pissed at him. Anytime he puts the mic up to his mouth, the crowd just starts booing and he just looks around. And finally he just goes, it's my yard now and drops the mic and walks out. Like, why would you not turn him heel right there? Right there. Right. Um, So, yeah, the streak. Uh, Yeah, it will never happen again. Do you think it will? Not in WWE. Well, it's the only way it can happen. WWE only has WrestleMania. I know. I'm just saying there might be a longer streak or a long streak like that that might happen at AEW. WWE can't do it again because it's already been done. You say that, and then I've called a lot of shit, okay? Shut up. Uh, Number three, I'm going to go with End of an Era, the Hell in a Cell match from WrestleMania uh, 28, I think. Yeah, it's 28. So this was the third time that uh, Undertaker and Triple H had wrestled at WrestleMania. It was inside the Hell in a Cell match. Storytelling in that match is absolutely amazing. 
They mentioned General's awesome, and you had Shawn Michaels as the special referee. So you have Triple H, who in last year's WrestleMania was pissed off at The Undertaker for retiring his friend's career. Mm-hmm. And then Undertaker beats him, like barely beats him the year before. And that's the first time like The Undertaker like didn't walk out of WrestleMania. He got stretchered out. Oh, really? Yeah. And he didn't see The Undertaker for a whole year until the following like build to WrestleMania, where The Undertaker's like, it's time, let's go again. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. Was he actually hurt, though? No. I was just telling the story. It was awesome. And then you get to WrestleMania, and Triple H is like, all right, I'm going to stack the cards against you. I'm going to have my best friend who wants to break your streak, too, as the referee. And then there's a part in the match where, like, Sean super kicks Undertaker and Triple H pedigrees. And I'm like, oh, my God, they're going to break it. It's going to – they're breaking the streak right here. And then the Undertaker kicks out, and Sean sells it so well of, like, him, like, mad at himself for like even like interfering in the match and stuff and the Mm -hmm. crowd is going fucking in i think the crowd starts chanting holy shit like after like a two count that's when you know you're telling a good story and a great wrestling match right when the crowd starts chanting holy shit after a near fall it's great that match is so good and then that picture perfect moment at the top of the stage with all three of them like hugging each other and like looking around like this is the end of like their era and now it's time for the next generation to kind of take over I mean, that's like a cool thing to end on, too. Right. And that was the 20th. That was 20 and 0. Oh. That was for number 20. Yeah. Okay. Um, At number two, I'm going to go with the American Badass debut when he showed up on the bike for the first time and that crowd, that crowd pop at Judgment Day in 2000 when he beats up uh, Triple H and DX and everybody. I like that nobody knew it was him at first. And then when he gets in the ring, the crowd, the, you hear the crowd getting louder and louder and louder. Mm-hmm. It's, it's so awesome. That is one of the coolest. That is one of the coolest like returns in wrestling ever. Love that return. Um, and do you have a wrestling moment? Do you have a favorite Undertaker um, moment? I don't have one specific moment. I will just say, though, the whole... Uh, I'm guessing he probably started the whole turning all of the lights off and then him just like appearing in the ring... Did that kind of start with him? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I like. I think that's hilarious in one aspect because you're like, who's going to turn up? But then also it can be like kind of cool and freaky at the same time. Right. You know, like where are they going to be or are they going to just walk down the stage? Or right. I was lucky enough to experience that once and uh, when Undertaker returned at Battleground in 2016, I want to say, against uh, when Brock Lesnar was wrestling Seth Rollins. So cool. Nobody expected the Undertaker to return, and the lights go out, and the crowd goes fucking apeshit. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Uh, and my number one, my favorite moment of all time with the Undertaker is his entire feud with Kane from like 1997, 1998. That is to me the blueprint on how to tell a story in wrestling and how to execute it, how to execute it, execute it. Perfectly. And have like the slow burn and Yes. Oh my god. That is the epitome of a perfect slow burn. Is storytelling from top to bottom, it's mythology wrapped in the one. It's just so fucking good. Um Pyro. The Pyro, yeah. The pyrotechnics in that in that feud alone is insane. Like how much they used it, like the light the fake lightning on TV and everything. Which actually looked pretty cool. Yeah. For nineteen ninety eight, yeah, it looked I mean, even for like 2020 i was like damn they did that pretty precisely right yeah and so to me 
that is my favorite by far favorite undertaker thing ever that's my favorite undertaker match at wrestlemania and i don't know i just to me i think vince mcmahon needs to rewatch that whole feud again and take that and put it into current wwe that's all i gotta say so yeah those were your top 10 moments of the undertaker by me in my opinion let us know what you what your favorite Undertaker moments are. Um, tweet at us at OffendedPod. Uh, and follow us on Facebook at OffendedPod. All right. Well, for Katie, Katie, Naked Lady, I'm Tricky. This has been Offended, presented by the Anything But Credible Network. And to the Undertaker, uh, the legacy will definitely live on forever. Uh, thank you, Taker, but also, more importantly, we love you, and there will never be another undertaker there'll never be anyone like him ever again all right rest in peace motherfuckers <laughs> rest in peace rest in peace farewell taker thank you for the memories and i heard as it were the noise of thunder one of the four beasts saying come and see and i saw And behold, a white horse. There's a man going round taking names. And he decides who to free and who to blame. Everybody won't be treated all the same. There'll be a golden ladder reaching down When the man comes around The hairs on your arm will stand up At the terror in each sip and in each sup Will you partake of that last offered cup? Or disappear into the potter's ground When the man comes around Hear the trumpets, hear the pipers One hundred million angels singing Multitudes are marching to the big kettle drum Voices calling, voices crying Some are born and some are dying It's Alpha and Omega's kingdom come And the whirlwind is in the thorn tree The virgins are all trimming their wicks The whirlwind is in the thorn tree It's hard for thee to kick against the pricks Till Armageddon, no shalom, no shalom. Then the father hen will call his chickens home. The wise men will bow down before the throne. And at his feet they'll cast their golden crowns. When the man comes around. Whoever is unjust, let him be unjust still. 
Whoever is righteous, let him be righteous still. Whoever is filthy, let him be filthy still. Listen to the words long written down. When the man comes around. Hear the trumpets, hear the pipers. One hundred million angels singing. Multitudes are marching to the big kettle drum. Voices calling, voices crying. Some are born and some are dying. It's Alpha and Omega's kingdom come. And the whirlwind is in the thorn tree. The virgins are all trimming their wicks. The whirlwind is in the thorn tree. It's hard for thee to kick against the pricks. In measured a hundredweight and penny pound.
rest in 